Hey friends, this is Holly Goodman, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's group of exceptional autism parents. I mentioned in our coffee chat the other day that we are going to be doing a podcast on the the red instead versus lighted up blue movement. Personally, I want to move to a community of purple. You know, I can have a difference of opinion than another person, but I can see and hear and understand why you feel that way, um, but still walk away thinking, you know, I heard it. I, I, pre- oh, I didn't think of it like that. And I can, you know, maybe still be where I am in my camp, but have some empathy. I think we need to start moving and transitioning to a place of being purple where we're not red, where, you know, um, autism is awesome and we shouldn't be doing um, conversion therapies, which ABA is by some considered to be um, conversion therapy. Um, And so we're going to be debating this in a podcast coming up later in the month of January. If you are a parent or a self-advocate and you want to be part of this podcast recording, uh, I'm going to put my email address in the show notes. Uh, You can reach out to me at hello at the isaacfoundation.org if you want to be a part of it. The only stipulation that I have for my guests that are going to participate in this is that you have to be respectful. Um, I know that there are some very polarizing viewpoints. More significantly I see from the red instead um, where you know that conversion therapy and it's child abuse to do ABA or any therapy intervention to change or modify a person that is neurodiverse so if um, you want to be part of this podcast you have to come and be able to be respectful have your viewpoints but be able to be respectful of those that may have a differing viewpoint Holly for those out there who don't know what red instead is like myself oh you don't know what a red oh so um, there are is a movement of self-advocates and individuals out there that are really anti-blue, the lighted up blue specifically have a lot of anger and animosity towards Autism Speaks, and that's where some of this movement comes from. So lighted up blue was a movement that was raising awareness with the color blue and doing a lot of initiatives. Um, They also don't like the symbol of the puzzle piece because they feel that it is derogatory because it means that, you know, they're a puzzle that's not solved or that there's a missing piece or a missing link. Applies to every person, whether you have autism or not. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. So yeah. So the thought process is red instead of blue, and also that neurodiversity is something that should be celebrated. Meaning that we were born with these individual differences, and that they should be celebrated rather than stigmatized, and that they are broken or wrong or need correction. Which therapy interventions then are correcting these natural, wonderful differences for each person, and so include yeah it's the aversion yeah it's basically you're trying to convert a person to be something that they weren't naturally born to so you're converging using the conversion therapies to modify or change the neurodiversity so the red instead movement believes that live and let live some that are very in this movement believe that parents are abusing their children by forcing them to do therapy interventions that are changing their child instead of just celebrating the way that they were naturally born we will be we will be talking about the different perspectives. Um, Again, I'm a purple, my guests are looking at me with very perplexed 
sucks. Well, no, it's just like anything else that becomes polarizing. There's an aspect of both in everything. I can celebrate who she is, and I can also try to steer her towards who she could become. Because take a typical child. You're wonderful how you are. Maybe as a parent, though, I can guide with my experience towards, you know, making the most of who you are and maybe drawing out things that you weren't even aware of. I mean, I would do that with a typical child. So that is actually part of what life is. Yes. That's part of what life is. It's personal growth. And I mean, I am not the person now that I was at 18 and you guys will thank me for that. Because again, if I look back at my 18 year old self, I can't imagine very many people would want to be friends with me because I was very rigid in some of my thinking and, and that, Oh my gosh, just the world is full of idiots. And it's not, it's through, you know, self, improvement and life experiences that you grow and change and start having compassion and and a place to be able to see things from a different perspective. Um, But there is this movement. Now, understand too, um, it is sometimes very difficult for my son, Caleb, and I, I know other people on the spectrum to be able to see something from a different perspective because they see the world through their lens and it's very difficult to get them in the mind space to be able to see something from another perspective. And even in my world with Caleb, Caleb is actually one of those people It's like, why would you want to take my autism away? Like, I am awesome. I am perfect. Why would anybody, why would you need to cure autism? Like, there's nothing wrong with well, me. Let's, let's take the driving example. But then when he looks at his brother Cooper and it's like, but look at Cooper and his quality of life and how he's Hulk smashing the house and hitting himself and... Um, do you think that Cooper would want wants to live like this? If we could do something or teach or help Cooper get to a place where he wouldn't beat the crap out of himself and, you know, kick the glass and um, pound his head on the concrete floor, do you think that maybe that would be in Cooper's best interest? So he's starting to be able to say, oh, oh I understand what you're saying, that there's... You know, you can't just have a one-size-fits-all approach. Well, again, I'm sorry, Maria. I mean, let's take the driving example. Morgan, you're perfect exactly how you are. You've expressed the desire to want to drive. I love you exactly how you are, but there's aspects of your autism that are going to get in the way of this unless we have some sort of intervention. I'll take you to a parking lot, and at some point I might need to have some sort of intervention if you're going to drive into that pole, and it's because of your attention Um, and other issues brought on by your autism. So again, there's an aspect of both. Yes, I want this for you because you've expressed a desire. However, I'm going to have to have some sort of intervention if you're going to drive into the pole. And I would do that with a typical child, by the way, too. Yeah. No, I know. Believe you me. Um, The hard part then is being able to be in the community of autism and be able to... Again, the, the part of the problem that we're having is, is that we now are such a polarly divided population of um, group autism that it makes it very difficult for us to get like legislative initiatives and people to take us serious. And also, I'm even finding that um, there are corporations that want to do want to support autism groups, but then depending on what groups they're supporting, people will be, you know, anti this. Oh, well, you're supporting the anti or the red instead group. And that is so derogatory for all of those people that 
needs, you know what I'm saying? So now people are like, oh, I don't want to touch autism with the 10 foot pole because it's very polarizing depending on what group. Um, so that's where we have to really, we need to be working consciously to really mold and be able to be in a space where we're like a, a autism community of purple because it's so polarizing right now. And it's very stigmatizing. Even legislators are worried about picking up certain issues um, because of then having the um, one group or the other come and throw tar and feathers on people for, you know, advocating. For instance, a, a one issue that's just been released in the state of Washington is that um, people with divest, uh, developmental disabilities or hearing impairments can have a designation put on their driver's license that it can be not printed on the driver's license. So only law enforcement and certain people um, that have access to the database can see that they have registered with a hearing impairment or a developmental disability or um, whatever the case may be. Um, they can also choose to have an actual icon printed on their driver's license so that if anybody sees it, then they recognize that this person has on their ID card, it indicates a developmental disability. And there is a lot of pushback in some of our community members because it is a registration process for people with differences. You know what I'm saying? And so then we're, you know, you know, it's a registration process and it's not much different than when we had, um, you know, Jewish people having to be registered because of their, you know, like, um, religion, you see what I'm saying? And so there's just, again, it's, it's an honest intent meant for the betterment and the support of people, but yet there's a lot of controversy now about whether or not that should be allowed because we're stigmatizing and la, 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 la. Well, I hear legislators are trying, I passed this legislation to allow this to be able to be an option, and now legislators are feeling like they're getting slapped and that, you know, hey, we're trying to do a good thing and be supportive, and yet we have these people that are now you know, coming after us, telling us that we're registering people, we're creating a registry of people with disabilities or, you know, neurodiversity. So it's just very difficult. So we need to be working very consciously within our own community to be able to um, move the ball in a, a, a certain direction and be able to find some places where we can come to an agreement and be supportive of of everyone. And how, how LGBTQ plus community does it very well. Um, we need to be able to get, I think, we, we could learn a lot from the LGBTQ plus community. Um, how we get there, I'm not quite sure. So we're going to do a podcast to try and figure it out. I think the battle, though, just starts early. Like in the school district, we're saying you've got to approach my kid as different, yeah. as an individual, which is absolutely necessary. You can't have the Coopers and the Josiahs of the world in a gen ed setting. <laughs> You can't. Yeah. But then, you know, we're taught to be self-advocates and we're taught to stand up for ourselves. Well, you still have that population that absolutely just doesn't have a voice. Yeah. So we try to be that voice. But they get squashed because the ones that do have the capabilities of advocating, what they're able to say is it it's, is a privilege. Yes. That is so great that you have the voice and you can articulate yes. that. But, but, but you're not, not speaking forget. for my child yeah. who That's, doesn't have a voice, that what you're advocating for is indirect. It's like the alternative. It's the worst case scenario for what you're, what you're advocating for for all people with autism is then leaving my child that doesn't have a voice out. And this is controversial, but I compare Josiah's autism to the ugly autism. And not by any means am I referring that to him. 
but it's the the one that you don't get to see in the stores because we can't go in the community. And they don't depict it on movies and yes. on The Big Bang Theory and um, also like on Parenthood and Good Doctor. They're not depicting that side of autism. So while you have the self-advocates that can go to Olympia and advocate for these bills, my kid can't even get to the grocery store safely. Mm -hmm. So it's an unbalance of representation. Yeah. And I applaud them for having that skill set, but you can't forget about the ones that can't even leave their home. Yes. Well, and there is a lot of stigmatizing um, language out there about how the, you know, the they call us um, martyr moms because we're, we have to be the ones that are advocating for our more significantly impacted um, loved ones with a disability. And um, so then we are labeled as martyr moms and you know you're a martyr mom if one, you have an autism puzzle piece on your body. Um, if you, you know, and there's all these little things that, they, and it's like, um, so now there's like stigmatized, it's being stigmatized as being, you know, a parent, an advocacy parent. And um, so there's a lot of real negative stuff out there. And I don't know how we can fix it. I don't know that we can fix it. Um, I think one thing that we can be doing is trying to raise our kids that do have language to be able to be supportive and understand and be part of the purple movement and um, be able to stand up for themselves and the for the whole community. And how sadly ironic that the colors are red and blue just like politically, yeah. red and blue. And I, what I'm hoping comes out of this uh, upcoming podcast, and I'll, I'll say this till I go to my grave, um, having a media background, we are buying into how much we are told we are divided as opposed to how divided we really are. Because when you, the loudest voices are the extremists, and they represent about the 5%. Thank you, there yes. There are about 90% of people that have a point of view but can also consider somebody else's point of view and come away learning something about it, even if they don't agree with it. The problem is they're constantly being shouted down because they don't demand attention because this is not what sells anymore. Mm -hmm. The moderate voice is being drowned out, and I'm just, I'm quite frankly tired because I am a moderate voice, both politically and in this realm, but we're being shouted down and especially emboldened by things like social media or mainstream media that, I'm sorry, the divide sells. Yeah. Um, you know, neutral, good-natured, good news stories, they don't sell. The divide sells, and as much as they tell you otherwise, we're going to feed it. And that's my struggle with this is that is just the general worldview. That is what's happening in this country right now is the divide sells. We cannot bring it to this community. No. Good God. When well, we're talking about Red and Blue and Holly's Purple Initiative, I, because I think the moderate view gets frustrated because nobody wants to hear it. It the doesn't is, sell. Is the moderate people tend to also be the ones that are afraid to put their voice out there because they don't want to get smacked. You that's know what I mean? They're so being shouted they're, down. Yeah, and so that's, you're absolutely right. I do believe that the Red Instead, it feels like the Red Instead movement is very, very large. I don't think it's as large as we, we think it is. It's just that, again, they're the loudest voices out there. But there's also, they are very, um, there's the cancel culture. If they find find someone or something that they don't agree with and they will gang up and start doing that cancer culture to try and close it down, stop it, shut it down. And people get scared. Like I get scared. I mean, you know, tomorrow we could have people, you know, doing the cancel culture on our Isaac's Out to the Wild podcast. And then, you know, um, we're, and that's the thing. I think that we're all kind of, we live in fear as it is. Like we are always so cautious because we're trying to protect our kid. And so we don't want to put our voice out there because we're worried about the smackdown and the, the cancer culture that's out 
there. And it's scary. It is. This is going to be a scary conversation. I don't and think it's going to be as scary as we're building it up to be, maybe. But honestly, um, you know, people say, you sh uh, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about... That is bullshit. In fact, this country <laughs> is founded on having rational discourse, moderate discourse on these very things. We have made this taboo just in the last, like, however some odd years. But, you know, social media has, is a big part of it. And, and buying into the view that the mainstream media is absolutely feeding the divide. I don't care what side you're on. And so I'm saying this, I'm getting on my soapbox a little, but that's, again, the world. God, we cannot bring that to this community. I, I mean, it is just, this will explode and implode or whatever, completely tear apart this community if we bring that same mindset that we're buying into in, in the world in general. I mean, good Lord. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess, I, I don't know if I have the energy, Holly. I'm, I'm telling people, like, the, moderate, the moderates have to stand up because we are being shouted down and anything that smacks of like one side or the other, then you're just categorized with all the extremists. Oh, you believe that a little? Well, you're over here or you're over here. And it's like, I've never been over here or over here. Oh, no, I, and that's what I tell my kids because it doesn't matter what political opinion I have or which way I lean in any issue. My kids, my two teenagers will be the opposite. Of what, and so sometimes I'm like, okay, you tell me your opinion first, and then, you know what I mean? Because sometimes I think this is just because they want to get my goat. But I've explained to them numerous times, it's like, you know, I am not 100% in line with any one opinion or group of people. Because there's always going to be areas where it's like, you know, oh, no, I'm actually a little over here on that one particular topic under the umbrella. Um, but, so David, and I'm, am I guessing that just based off of just, just even introing the topic podcast that you're going to be on board for my my purple podcast about the moderate podcast of how how do we work together no i'm a moderate view so i'm afraid i don't want no of course <laughs> i mean so and I, I and i welcome i love hearing the other side of the discussion and where it comes from and because in just framing this discussion and not knowing what the red meant until today i've now formulated an opinion but it's an opinion based on, it really is, when, when I say ignorance, I know about this much of it, and I'm still going to form an opinion just based on the fraction of a percentage. I need to know what it really stands yeah. for, and I need From somebody their, who's an expert in, their own in it, words. I can't wait to hear it, yes. even if I don't agree with it. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Maria? She's like speechless for the first time. Yeah, she's yeah. I, I'm sure you'll be there. Well, oh, yeah. I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, we are getting back into the groove of actually being able to do podcasts in person, which is going to be really exciting. I also probably in this show notes, I'm going to put some of the topics that we have upcoming. So if you are interested in not just maybe the the red instead, light it up blue, moving to a community of purple is a is a topic that you're afraid of participating in. I get it. We will protect you. We will um, make this a safe place for you to be able to express your viewpoints. But I will list also in this particular podcast the in the show notes the upcoming topics that we're going to be um, podcasting on. And if you have any topics in particular that you want us to talk about and would like to be a guest, feel free to shoot us an email at hello at the Isaacfoundation.org and put in the subject line podcast idea and we will get it on the list of things that are coming because in 2022 we're gonna do a lot more of these in person. I want to start seeing people face to face and start 
also too, like unbottling some of these frustrations that I have and different things that I, I know that other people are struggling with too. And I think that it does help normalize some of these uh, parenting experiences when we can all get together on a podcast and share it. So thanks for joining me and I will wrap up this episode of Isaac's Autism in the Wild. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe. And just remember, we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.